0: Hey, you guys, if you like the Rise or Rise Together podcast, you're going to love my monthly live coaching series. What did you just say? I'm doing a coaching series. I'm, I'm like your favorite coach, but with hair extensions and eyelash extensions and a pension for Beyonce. What kind of coaching... Are you coaching? Okay, thank you for asking. There's actually two different classes. One is life coaching. Those are for people who want to work on their relationship, their health, their personal, all the personal stuff. And then there's something I'm really excited about, business coaching. I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. I'm really proud of the company that I've built, and I want to share that wisdom with you. So if you own a small business and you want to dig into how to do social media, how to find new clients, how to grow your revenue base. This is how we're going to do it. I bet they can get more info at thehollisco.com. You sure are right, buddy. You can watch videos about what the coaching series is all about, how you join in, and what is included with your membership. Today on the podcast, I thought it would be great to dig into some of the nitty gritties of owning and scaling a business, specifically What do you actually need to do To be in business. So, so many times for dreamers, we tend to decide that we're going to pursue a goal and then we chase after it. We're like, I've got to go buy a new laptop and I need business cards and I need a website. And all of a sudden, you've spent all this money on your dream without actually having made any of it back. I know I am not the only entrepreneur who has made the mistake of investing money that I never saw again. So, I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk candidly about how we make this mistake and how we can navigate around it. This is an excerpt from my monthly business coaching series where I'm talking about what you actually need to be in business so you can focus in on the things that matter and let go of the other stuff until you're turning a profit and can actually afford it. And if you wanna find out more information about my monthly business coaching, be sure and check out thehollisco.com. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Now, listen up. What do you actually need in order to be in business? What do you actually need? Here's the key word, everybody. Now, this feels really important for me to talk about because I'm going to go ahead and call them out. So I don't think I have any family members who are watching this. And if I do, I'll get an angry text later. It's fine. There are a lot of people in my family. God love them. We are a family of dreamers. We are a family of aggressive. We get real excited about a lot of things. That's awesome. And some of you watching this right now, you've started a business. You got really excited about this business. But here's, here are the people I want to talk to. Who here, be honest, who here has started this business and it's the fifth business they've started? Who here has started the business you're currently doing and it's the fifth business in the course of your life or the third business or the second, right? A lot of people do that because they're dreamers. They get excited. These are, these are those of you who said, I want to start the animal rescue, and I also want to be a real estate agent, and I want, you get excited, right? You know how I believe you can only do one thing, but this is what I want to talk about this week. When I started my event planning company, this was 2005, 2000, yeah. I don't know, I can't do math. That feels <laughs> right. When did we have Jackson? 2004? 2007. 2007. (laughs) One of the years in the 2000s, I started a company, okay? And when I started that business, I had a crappy Dell desktop computer, a super crappy cell phone, And this was the kind children, I'm sure nobody on here is this young, but there was a time, y'all remember, when we had, when we wanted to text. First of all, when I first got a cell phone, you couldn't text, that wasn't a thing. And then if you wanted to text, you had to press the same number. Remember that three times to try and make a text? These are the old days, okay? (laughs) We had to walk, Never mind. Anyway, (laughs) Dell desktop, the cell phone, and then internet. That's what I started my business with. Those three things. Would it have been amazing to have a website? Yeah. Would it have been awesome to have business cards? Of course. Man, it would be super rad to have a brand new suit, to get my hair done, to have a manicure. But to start my business, these were the three things I needed. And I would also add to this, this is not something anyone would tell you that they need, but I'll tell you this, a library card. Because Google wasn't as robust then as it is now. And a lot of the information I found out, I found out at the library. The reason I want to talk about what do you actually need is there's a lot of you who decided to start a business. And you immediately figured out that you were going to need $15,000 worth of investment. You immediately went out and bought an Apple MacBook Pro. You immediately went out and bought you know, a new car. Because everyone knows that if you're in real estate, you've got to have a Mercedes, or they're not going to think, right? This is not going to resonate with everybody, but I guarantee there are people watching this right now who need to hear this preaching to you. You are playing at being in business. You are playing at being in business. You are trying to buy things to give you street cred, and the only thing that's going to give you street cred is you doing the work. I'm not attacking you, but the problem with this is that you are going to put your family into debt. And for some of you, this is not the first time you've done it. For some of you, you've already had the restaurant. You already started the restaurant, and then it failed. Remember Selena's family, and they're so excited to start their Mexican restaurant? Do you know what I'm talking about, Dee? Yes. And then, our, yeah, Michelle knows. Remember? And they're so sad. Edward <laughs> James almost was so sad when the restaurant failed. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at my Selena joke. <laughs> some of you started the restaurant already. And now you're starting the coffee shop, and now you're doing the direct sales business, and now, and I am not, I swear to you, there is a way out of this. But the way out of you continuing to make this mistake over and over is not by pretending that it's not happening. Some of you right now are ignoring the fact that this is the fourth or fifth time that you've spent all this money. So please ask yourself, not what will make you look pretty, not what the people on Instagram are gonna like, What do you actually need to be in business right now in the industry that you're in? What's amazing today is, like, I could start a company right now on my phone. That's real. So all this other stuff that you think you need, be real. What do you actually need? Right now, I want you to write it down on your worksheet. What do you need to be in business? Now, why is this important? Because... This affects your profit. You guys told me, it's your number one request out of this business coaching is, Rach, I want to make some money, and I'm here for it. I want to make some money too. This jacket's not going to pay for itself, okay? These banana jeans, I mean, they look good for a reason. They're like $50. Come on. I want that money. (laughs) But you need to know what you actually need, because there's stuff right now that you're spending money on that doesn't matter. And by the way, if you invested $2,000 or $3,000 or, or five, dollars that's amazing if you earn it back, right? But if you spend all this to start up and you're only making $5 for a cup of coffee, $40 for a sweater, but you invested fifteen dollars to start, you're in trouble. And the answer is not to pretend it doesn't exist. Guys, half of the battle in business is you being self-aware enough, not with shame and not beating yourself up, but to just go, you know what? I did that. That was dumb. I'm not going to do that again. If you already bought the Mercedes, you know, you might be locked into that lease, sis. I don't know. But get rid of the stuff that you don't need. Until, by the way, you have the money. When we started this (laughs) rinky-dink pony show... It was like two of us in an office working off a cell phone. And then when we made a little bit more money, we got to get nicer equipment. And then we made a little bit more money, now we got to get Macs instead of whatever other weird computers we had before. And then we made a little bit more money, now we got to get the big screen. Right now, Cameron's on one of those giant screens, like in a, like in a Nancy Myers movie. Like, Cameron's on that computer right now, but he's the only one because we can't afford those for everybody. You got to work your way up, son. Just because you started a business doesn't mean that you get the perks that the other people who've been in it for 10 years have. So what do you actually need to be in business? Now, here's an important question to follow that up. What do you need to, as an event planner, I'd say book, but we could also say close a client? What do you need to book and close? Because, by the way, guys, this is what I needed to let people know I was in business, to do outreach, to connect with vendors, to figure out my new industry. But this was not going to get me a client at all. What did I actually need in order to close a client? I needed, hello, experience. Does this all look like serial killer writing, guys? Like, this is- Looking good. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. I mean, you have it clean and typed up on here. Uh, I think I have lipstick on my teeth, which is really classy, everybody. Okay, I needed experience. Let's just sit on this one for a hot minute. Um, there's a lot of things that you can try before you're totally ready. I hate the term, y'all know I hate the term, fake it till you make it. That is dangerous in business, especially in a consultation-based business. I don't know how other industries works, but in California where I was an, a, uh, an event planner, weddings and funerals, I don't know why I laughed at funerals except that I laugh at awkward moments. I'm sorry, that was so rude. Weddings and funerals, look, I can't even say it with a straight face. Come That's all. I'm sorry. Um, weddings and funerals, are the two events where someone can sue you for more than the cost of the event. Why does that matter? Because if I was a wedding planner and someone spent half a million dollars on their wedding and they found me liable for screwing something up, they could sue me for way over half a million dollars. That was the rule in the state where I was a planner. That would have not only ruined my business, but that would have ruined our lives because we didn't obviously, the who has that kind of money? So you can't fake it at something like this. Some of you are in consultation-based businesses, you're in real estate, or you're advising people on health, you're consulting in an area that is very, you gotta be careful. You have to have the experience. There's a bunch of stuff you don't know, and if you're running around faking it or pretending, or like a lot of people do, oh, I'm gonna like just build a website on Is it Squarespace? Is that where you build websites? I'm going to build a Squarespace website, and then all of a sudden I'm in business, and you get a client. Like, that is a sacred trust. If someone is trusting you with their money and their time, if you're telling someone that you can deliver a product or service and you actually don't know how, that is dangerous. That is dangerous for you and your family, but it's also disrespectful to the people who are trusting you with their money. So the very first thing that I needed in order to have a client was experience. The next thing I needed was a portfolio. I needed, and I'm going to tell you in a minute how I got these things when I just got in business. I needed a portfolio of my work. Because as an event planner, people want to see the weddings that you've done. They want to see the events that you've thrown. They want to see, hey, Rach, what you got? Because... Most of what people were hiring for was my ability to design a space. So I needed a portfolio, I needed references, I needed a pitch. Sorry, my handwriting's awful. I needed an invoice, plan, and a contract. Okay, let's start here. In a consultation-based business, you are going to get people who are interested in you, but when someone's about to spend that much money, when someone's going to give Courtney a thousand dollars, they want to talk to someone else who spent that kind of money with her and make sure it's legit, yeah? I needed references. I needed a pitch. Let's say that Michelle's like, hey, I want you to plan my wedding. We meet, we talk about it, we we dream together, and then I have to, within 24 hours, turn around a pitch to her. If you're just building that in real time versus already having a template ready to go, this is gonna be super stressful and you're probably gonna make mistakes. And more importantly, you're gonna miss opportunity to add margin or to upsell her or to tell her what you can do or to be really clear about what you're offering. You're gonna miss opportunity if this isn't done in advance. Lastly, you need a setup for how you're gonna ask them for money. How are you gonna get money? You gotta send an invoice do i take credit card is it check only is it cash under the table from the mafia i don't know but you need a plan for that you need a contract at least for me i needed a contract these were things that i needed in order to close a client this is me in business not a lot of money spent here this is me closing a client still not a lot of money spent here and here's why question from the crowd as yeah. you're saying why What if you're just starting? Did you have to, like, volunteer your time as an intern to get experience? David, literally about to come out of my mouth. Thank you for that setup, brother. Yes, guys. I said, I'm going to come back and explain to you how I got each of these things. Experience. If you are in, honestly, any kind of business, literally any kind of business, and you need experience, if you're sitting around going... Oh, I'm over here building my company and you spend three hours on Pinterest a day, or you're scrolling Instagram to see how other people are doing it. Shame on you. Go find someone who is hopefully, fingers crossed, doing exactly what it is that you want to do or in your industry. So again, when I was a wedding planner, there were not a lot of people who were real excited about letting Rach come and pick their brain. Hey, can I come pick your brain? Can I take you to coffee? Can I ask you how you do your business? I understand it now. I'm busy, and I don't have time to take newbies to lunch and let them pick my brain. So here's what I can trade for this experience, my work. I can trade my work. I volunteered with wedding planners for a year. I worked 40 hours a week as a coordinator at a production office For a horrible boss, the book's called Party Girl, you can read it. I did 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week of my day job, and then nights and weekends, I worked for free not for an hour and not for two hours. I worked weddings for 10 hours. I gave up my weekends. I didn't see Dave. I stood in crappy high heels. I did the work nobody wanted to do. I picked the confetti out of the carpet. I carried the cake. I tried to sew the bride's dress back together. I did literally anything they asked me to do for a year for free. And it sucked. And I'm going to be honest, the people I worked for were awful. The book's called Party Girl. You can go read it. (laughs) They were awful. They were so mean. They were so rude. And I was working for free. And sometimes they would have weddings in like Malibu or Pacific Palisades. And we lived all the way on the east side. It would take me an hour and a half to get there. The gas money for that. Why did I have the gas money for that? So not only was I working for free, but now I'm actually paying to be able to have this opportunity. But that experience, nobody can take away from me. Those times where they were like, quick, the bride's dress literally split down the back seconds before she walked down the aisle. This really happened you guys. Don't ever do that thing where you buy a dress two sizes too small because you think you're going to lose the weight. You're not going to lose weight. Just love your body. Get a dress that's your size, okay? There's me sewing up the back of her dress. When the, when the groom's mother decided that she was going to bake their wedding cake for them and she frosted the entire cake while it was still hot and all the crumbs came off in the icing and it was a half a million dollar wedding with this crappy Duncan Hines cake and oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And I covered the entire thing in rose petals. In the book, it's diamonds, but in real life it was rose petals. They can't take those experiences away from me. And so then later when I had the potential to speak with a client that might be mine and they said hey, tell me about the worst thing that's ever happened to you at a wedding. I was like, girl, I got this. Now, in my field, most wedding planners would not share photos. That's another really important thing. You've got to show your work, like an eighth grade math. So most planners would not share their photos, and I really needed a portfolio. So you got to get creative. Nowadays, it's really popular, at least in this industry, and maybe you too. If you're in a lifestyle industry or you need to show off photos of what you've done, partner with other people in your town. Partner with a photographer, for me, I partner with a photographer, a florist, a baker, a a linen company, a rental company, and we'd all collaborate, we'd build out three different designs together, and then we'd set it all up and we'd get really gorgeous photos of it, and we'd use it to build our portfolios, because what a portfolio is, is examples of your design aesthetic. And for me, I was able to use, these are my real life designs, they're not from a real wedding, but this is my style. And I created it with this team, and oh, by the way, you can totally hire this vendor. So, I got creative. And if you're new in business, you're going to have to get creative too. And by the way, if you guys see, like if someone's asking a specific question, like I don't know how to do this, shout it out at me and I'll, and I'll walk them through. Hey guys, I hope that you found this week's episode helpful, and it gave you some great insights for your own business. If you want to find out more about my monthly business coaching or my monthly life coaching program, you can find out more information on thehollisco.com. Hey y'all, we should hang out on more than just this podcast which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform. stop apologizing is out in the world you guys i know i can't believe it any more than you can but it's true this book baby of mine is finally here so if you have a desire in your heart but you're worried about what other people will think of you for trying to chase after it this is the book for you it is the most tangible and i hope motivational advice i've ever written down And it's available today anywhere books are sold. And if you like it when I talk to you just like this, then you're going to love the audio version. Girls, stop apologizing. Go grab it right now. Do it.